Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Good afternoon, everybody. It is BGN Radio and Sports Radio 94 WIP 888-729-9494. Milk chocolate is still superior. I don't know what uh, Glenn and Ray and Brandon were talking about, but on a hot day, I, uh, you know, prefer a little inside uh, Choco Taco with uh, milk chocolate on top of it. Uh, Brandon Lee Gouton, Trey Thomas is here with us as well. I'm John Barchard, BLG. What's going on, man? How are you? Wrong, John. You are wrong about that and many other things that That's we'll get true. into today. Uh, Trey the, uh, is looking at Jeeps and uh, and trying to develop his golf game still during the summertime. Oh, How are things going? Develop my golf game? I'm just I saying. I've been on the things. wind streak. <laughs> you know, anytime the weather is good, you know, I just get out and play a little golf. Um, I'm a dark chocolate guy, by the way. Okay. I have a more refined Thank you. Thank you. palette, you know, but you know, but my golf game it's definitely getting there. You know, I had to calm down on all the tournaments because, you know, once you get a couple wins on your belt, then everybody wants to invite you to tournaments oh, and everything. Sure. So, you know, I just Plus took a little break. You control know. the handicap too, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, can't yeah. get too I, I, Well, I had to keep working on my handicap to keep bringing it down <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, it is uh, – we are officially in the dead zone when it comes to Eagles things, but there are uh, some news that is uh, is coming out, and uh, Nigel Bradham is, is finally – Taking care of his one-game suspension after beating up a cabana boy in July of 2016. Allegedly. Allegedly. Sorry. Allegedly. I told you to be quick with my ice. <laughs> you know, oh, man. So, uh, you know, you, you start off the year, and it's uh, weird because coming off of a really hyped season, and it's the Atlanta Falcons, and I'm sure Ike Grease doesn't know anything about, you know, missing a starting linebacker to start the <laughs> next yeah. season going into that, which is, uh, that's, uh, yo, that's right. That's the inference you guys fought on the 50. Yeah, at that point yeah too, right? we fought on the 50-yard line that year. And I, Ike was the one that instigated that whole thing. Well, you know, because he knew that we were going to break on their 50-yard line. Uh-huh. And, 
He set it all up. He goes, hey, guys, I know Damn exactly Mike. what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, but the, you want this to be the dead time of the year because you don't want any negative news coming out yeah. about the team. All the coaches right now are sitting there holding their breaths like, you know what, I just need these guys to get to training camp. Please, please, please don't do anything stupid. You know, or getting any or some type of trouble. So we just need this to be the dead time. And I can't remember. Did anything stupid happen uh, during any of your dead zone periods? Well, I don't know. Butchie made sure that anything that did happen kind of stayed, you know. Stayed where it yeah, was. Yeah, stayed where it was, you know. <laughs> I think, you know, for the most part, everybody kind of just got away. You know, but this is that time of the year where just wild stuff happens where you have that, you know, everybody is trying to get that one last hoorah before they check themselves in to uh, training camp. Uh, I, BLG, I did see, however, you know, there there was some question about Sidney Jones and the mysterious hockey injury of the lower body soreness that was going on on his Instagram, going up hills, doing laterals, going back and forth, looked pretty good. So I would say so far so good for the uh, the dead zone in the offseason minus the Nigel Bradham not being here for one game. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a bummer, though. Like, it's not, it could have been worse, right? One game is not the end of the world by any means, uh, but it's a big game. I mean, yeah. it's opening night, you're playing the Falcons. Um, you know, and this team already has some question marks at linebacker. You cut Michael Kendricks, Jordan Hicks. Can he get through training camp healthy? We'll see. Uh, you don't even know who's going to be the weak side linebacker out of Nate Gary and Kamu Gruje Hill and Corey Nelson. So they they have guys on the roster because you still have Leroy Reynolds, who used to play for the Falcons, mm-hmm. funny enough. And you have Joe Walker. He hasn't really practiced at all. Neither is Reynolds. This offseason, they're kind of battling back from injuries. So. It's not like the end of the world by any means. It is in this time. Look, if this was happening during a busy time, we barely would even be talking about this. But <laughs> nothing's going on, and it's kind of like, well, that's kind of tough. And it's not just that. You're looking at potentially missing Bradham, Carson Wentz. We don't know. I think he's going to play. You don't know 100% no. Um, Brandon Graham, Tim Jernigan. Like, There's a bunch of question marks. Are these guys even going to be ready for week one? So it's just another little thing that you have to worry about. It's amazing how kind of relaxed we all feel. I guess that's what a Super Bowl win kind of tends to do here. But if this was any other year and you're like, wow, there's a lot of banged up guys, a lot of people that have had surgery. So that's kind of going to be the, the theme of today a little bit. Um, and if you uh, go into our feed at BGN underscore radio on the Twitter.com, the Kiss and Solak show certainly went over the success of Carson Wentz and what they expect out of him this year, what is going to be successful. And we're going to ask you the same questions today about a couple of different players and who is it a really big year for 888-729-9494. Trey, I want to start with Carson because trying to define his big year or his success for me is really hard, at least from a fan perspective and expectations of, sure, we want him to be back out on the field, and he's been extremely impressive in trying to get back, and he's still not 100% there. So what is going to be kind of success for him? Is it NFC Championship game? And that's pretty much it. Is it statistical? What do you think of, or what's your expectation for Carson? Well, my expectation for Carson is to come out here and repeat, you know, and uh, finish where he left off. Yeah, Yeah. no pressure. No pressure at all. (laughs) You know, and then also win the uh, NFL MVP. You know, wow. I think okay. that, you All know, right. hey, that's what that's where I'm putting that. You know, because I mean, he, that's where he left off last year at his injury. He was playing at an MVP pace, um, and and it was really just well, didn't necessarily have to put the team on his shoulders because you had a good group of guys, but he was the force that really moved this offense, and I could see him picking right back where he left off. 
And, you know, well, when he gets back out there and he's a lot more comfortable and everything is good and the rust is off, but I see him having another MVP year and also going ahead and repeating. Yeah, I mean, BLG, that's, I mean, first of all, Trey, that's a, yes. to me, that's a lot to yes. say. Yes, and I, I and I want them to go undefeated this <laughs> I, year as well. I, I want you, I want you. <laughs> slip that one right yeah, in. Yeah, just undefeated, yes. <laughs> so what do you think, BLG? I, uh, Trey is saying I want him to be the best player in the league. And I want him to lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl. Is that a set a good expectation for Carson Wentz? Well, I see where it comes from because you saw his ceiling last year, and you know he has that potential. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess the injury the injury thing is like I guess you know, like you said, you kind of have to maybe weigh that and kind of you know temper temper the expectation just a little bit, <laughs> just kinda, a little bit, kind of see how he you know is able to really play. Like, we don't know for sure. Like, look, I think he's going to be ready to play, but I don't know if he's going to be 100% the same guy who was running around and making, like, you know, that play in Washington last year Mm -hmm. where he's in a pile of bodies and he escapes from that. I don't know if he can do that right away off the bat this year as he's battling back from this ACL, LCL recovery. So I don't know. But And just, again, you look at how good he was last year, there's always just going to be some regression. Like, he threw a touchdown on 7.5% of his passes. Like, that's, that's really good. Yeah. That's really, really, really good. Like, <laughs> yes. It's not easy to do. When you look historically at guys who have done that, the next year there's a dip. It doesn't mean they're bad all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but it means they're just not quite as good. So, But, I mean, look, expectations are going to be high. Again, we saw his ceiling, and I think we should still – I don't think we should temper expectations down to the point of, uh, you know, being happy with something that isn't pretty good. I – I think I'm okay if they are in a they make it to a divisional round and he is part of the MVP race. Like I, you know, if he's anywhere thirty three and ten, I'll take that every every single year. I don't think he's got to be the best player in the NFL. I think his mind and and everybody else and where he's at is going to kind of propel that and kind of make it hard for him not to do all those things. But I, I that to me, I think we need to temper expectations a little bit here too. Not even just from Carson. You've lost. Two of your biggest mentors, you know, while while developing, uh, even if they butted heads, which is it's just clear that him and, and Filippo and all those guys kind of went in and did that. Between that, you're losing Frank Reich. Uh, there's a lot of changes that have happened just for the team overall. Um, I'm I, I'm okay if they don't, you know, go all the way back to the Super Bowl, and I'm okay if they're. Uh, a ten-win team this year. I really am. I'm okay. Oh. I'm okay if they're You're okay if the Eagles don't win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, I mean, nobody's going to ever be okay. But John I doesn't want the Eagles I, to win the Super Bowl. Uh, yes, that's exactly what I said. I can't expect them to go back there. I mean, just from I want them Why? to. I want them because it's in. You know how hard it is, Trey. If I, if you guys yes, win the Super Bowl, I know Bowl, exactly how hard it is. What do you yes, mean? So I know exactly say, how hard it is. <laughs> so how can you say that that I I wouldn't expect you guys to be like okay, you won it if you won in 04, and be like you would I would demand that you win it again in 05 and go be disappointed if you didn't get there again. But I I look at this team though that this team seems like they've gotten even better with just the moves that they made during the off season. You know, it, you know, you bring in more weapons at receiver. The only question that you have is uh, how this offensive line is going to jail. Of course, that's always going to be a question mark. And then you know, you get Blunt's not there, but you you're bringing Sproles back. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, I think that this offense is going to be a little bit better than just based off the the weapons that you have added to this this roster. That this offense is going to be better this year than they were last year. Um, 
I, I, I yeah, that I think so too. Yeah, yeah. so you, I, I, I expect for them to be able to get there again. Because who's who can stop them right now? A lot of people. A lot of people in the NFC. <laughs> right, right, yeah, you oh, got St. Up. Louis, yeah, Green Bay out there. Yeah, the I mean, Rams, not St. Louis, LA. LA. It's all right. I'm still that. not used to it. Yeah, either. it keeps messing me up. Uh, yeah, but the, you know, you get the Rams of the 49ers. You have Atlanta. I mean, Carolina, I think, is always that weird uh, up and down team that happens in there. But, you know, the Saints, you still got Drew Brees. You still got up and comers. Uh, we got to knock him off, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what is, I guess, what is your expectation or what is success for Carson Wentz in your mind as we head to the phones? 888-729-9494. We're the, uh, kick things off with David and Callie. What's up, David? What's up, guys? How's it going? Good. All right. All right. So I have three things. Uh, an eagle to watch for their, uh, you know, taking a step forward this year. Expectations for Carson Wentz and the story about taunting Patriots fans at the Boston Garden. Oh, well, that's always The fun. week before the Super Bowl. Okay. It was amazing. Okay. So for Carson, I think it's just start, whether it's 16 games, whether it's 14 games, whether it's 12 games, just finish the season healthy. Like, is get through the season and get to the playoffs because this team's we're pretty confident, you know, regardless of if they win the division, win the division, or you know if they're a wild card team, which I don't know how that would happen, but like they're going to the playoffs, they're going to go back. Yes, that uh, I yeah, so, yeah, for sure. So because so, you know, once Carson gets to the playoffs, he's going to be like eating nails for breakfast and just like <laughs> I will. D- Nail, like, nails and raw eggs. That's exactly what it is. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna wake up to an alarm that that just shouts "seek and destroy." Yeah, like, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's gonna be Carson's mentality. Um, but an eagle to watch. I think this is an important year for Jalen Mills because we know he's gonna be a part of the team mm. for the long term because we've seen how Jim Schwartz like has a bromance with J- Jalen Mills. Um, well, tell and, BLG was just telling us earlier that you know who was it? Uh, his son. Yeah. During the. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right. The uh, yeah. what the Atlanta Falcons game, right? Bo Wolf of the Athletic had noted after the NFC Championship game that right. Jim Schwartz's son was wearing a Jalen Mills jersey. And on top of that, Jim Schwartz in almost any given press conference will start talking him. about Jalen without even being asked about him. He'll just yeah. bring him up. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Jim, what's your favorite food? Well, last week Jalen and I were yeah, food <laughs> yeah, exactly so, right. No, 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 but uh, but like I think you know he took a huge step forward year one to year two, and then I think year two to year three we're going to see him take a bigger step forward off the field and be kind of more of a vocal leader in that locker room. Because um, I do kind of see Jalen like in that Malcolm Jenkins form, sort of. Yeah, like, and, and Malcolm right Malcolm's kind of been in his ear a little bit about that too. But uh, yeah, what's yeah. It, get get your story on uh, on the the taunting part? I'm I'm curious about that. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of a long story, but I'll try and keep it short and sweet. Uh, one of my my best friend in the world uh, was an acrobatic dunker for the Boston Celtics this season, uh, and so I went to go visit him in Boston. I planned this trip before you know the divisional round. You know, I knew the Eagles were going to the playoffs when I made this trip, but didn't know you know thirty eight to seven didn't happen yet. Sure. So. Uh, so I go and I'm like, Oh my God, this is amazing. I get to be in Boston in enemy territory the week before the Super Bowl. So I packed nothing but Eagle shirts. I wore my Eagles hoodie out wherever I went. Cause I was just like, you know what? If, if this is how I go out, that's how I'm going out. So, um, we go, uh, my friend got us tickets to, to this game. And it, I think it was at like a break between the third and the fourth quarter. And I said, Oh my God, just once. I want the camera on me in my Eagle shirt, and I just want all the booze. And I just want to be like, yes, bring them to me. And absolutely true. Uh, they launch, you know, they're doing the T-shirt cannons and right. stuff. And, like, it was 
as perfect as Trey Burton's throw to Nick Foles. Like, <laughs> I didn't have to move. This T-shirt comes right to me. Like, hits me square and... Square and he threw it face. on the ground, and in a rage, you just said, E-A-G-L-A-S, while the camera was on you? No, the, ca- the camera wasn't on me, which was disappointing. But they did go back and forth between a guy who was in the stands wearing a Dawkins jersey and a guy wearing a Gronk jersey. And so it was like, yeah, boo. <laughs> like, it, that, it was awesome. That nice, was cool. man. David, we appreciate the call, buddy. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, uh, Mark and uh, Wayne. What's up, Mark? Hey, guys. Great show. Appreciate it, buddy. A couple of things about the Eagles this year. First of all, I don't understand the comments by some fans here. We have the perfect quarterback situation. You have an MVP starter. You have the best backup in the league who would start for three quarters of the team. That's one. And because one that, third of the league, I would say, but that's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I disagree. But anyway, guys, um, my my thing with Wentz this year is I want him in bubble wrap early. Like the previous caller said, it's all about the playoffs. And I kind of have an unwritten rule in my head that your backups got to be ready to start four games a year in the NFL with the nature of the injuries today. And he's got to be good enough to go two and two. I think you could start Foles the first three or four games. Make sure Wentz is completely healthy. I know we're hearing all this. He's ahead of, I don't buy that ahead of schedule. I do. I Mark, Mark, I've seen it. <laughs> like, I, he's ahead of schedule. That's, 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 that, that's for fine. sure. But, 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 yeah, I wanna, but, but I if he's, Mark, if he's healthy, why wouldn't you? I mean, you know, all the way back means January. If you're really being serious about it, if like the, well, the mobility and all yeah, that other I'm stuff not, and the strength of it, you're, he's not going to be 100%. He might be like 89 or 90 or 91, but, you know, he, he's the, if he's ready, I want him to play. There's there's no well, there's no thought, reason though. for it. Now, my thought just being maybe the first couple of games, given that he's not going to get all the first uh, team reps in camp, just to give him a few extra weeks. And then a player to watch, I think, and I know some people have said this already, it's a bonus. I think Sidney Jones is going to be outstanding. He's yeah, he's a, a shutdown corner. He's a big one to watch, Mark, and we appreciate the call there. That's uh, a couple of things on that. Yeah, I mean, Sidney, I don't know how he's going to work into the defense immediately. I really don't because of what David was mentioning with with Jalen Mills being there, and we have some kind of over under or over and underrated uh, players that will kind of go through and try and debate where where they are on that, but. Uh, for me, Trey, Sidney Jones is going to have a tough time starting this year, in my mind, uh, unless we see something different. I, I don't know. Like, there's, it's it's hard for Darby or Mills to just kind of be sat on the sidelines here. Yeah, and it just depends on how he continues to progress during training camp. I mean, you know, you bring him in, you know what type of athlete that he is. Um, he's been making some plays during all of spring, you know, uh, showing what type of ball skills he has. I mean, you know. It just depends on how what what his training camp looks like. Jalen Mills and, and Darby, of course, are going to be the guy going into it, unless Sidney Jones just really blows everybody's socks off during yeah. camp, which is still a possibility at which least is, for me. I, yeah. I think he's you know uh, phenomenal. But this is the thing that you branded the second point there, which you know I'm trying to contain your rage for any 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 type of false thing that happens here. But if Carson Wentz is healthy, he should play. Yeah, and that's it. Like, if you're not risking further injury and he's ready to go, he needs to be playing. You can't, this whole thing about, like, let's just wait a little bit, you don't have that time. Like, one game could be the difference in not making the playoffs mm-hmm. or not getting that one seed. Or, like, you you can't just afford to, like, experiment around with this. You have to have your best option. And, look, people say Nick Foles proved he can lead the Eagles to a Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, but there's also, we also saw that Raiders game. We yeah. saw what a bad game from him looks like that. And if he comes out... 
in week one, and he has that kind of game. I mean, and and then again, if he has to play even more than that, which this guy, you know, said yeah. sit him for a couple of weeks, I just don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, he could, I could, I would say Foles could get you to two and two if you needed to, but there's also Probably. two and two. Dude, there's no reason we're going undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Trey Thomas, uh, Brandon Lee Gowden is here. I'm John Barchard. We'll be right back with more of your phone calls. What do you are expecting? I guess for. Carson Wentz, what's going to be successful uh, for his season? 888-729-9494. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Ray was talking, woo, this is what the bed. So what is success for Carson Wentz in 2018? I know that Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP undefeated, says Trey Thomas. Yes. BLG says... I already said it. <laughs> We're trying to remind everybody where everybody's stances on this thing. It's still a pretty good season, but it doesn't have to be the best season ever. It has to be the best. Season. I think if I think if he's somewhere around thirty and ten again and leads this team back into the playoffs with at least a playoff win in here, I think that's successful for him and his recovery getting back there. Only because I, I don't one. It's just everything is different. Uh, and this is not selling short on Carson because I think he can throw 40 and 13 every year. I think he's that type of QB and, uh, you know, his photographic memory and all the stuff that you look back on. He including, walks on water sometimes. Oh, yes, well. yes, he does. I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard that about him. Uh, and, uh, you know, even just look back at the Rams game where he got injured. I mean, that was we had four touchdowns in that game and it was rolling. You, you just thought, like, there's no way that this team is going to lose yeah. at, at all. So I think he's still going to be in there. I think the... The you know the the underdog mentality at least for him not being a part of the Super Bowl uh, is uh, is still going to be there for sure. Want to get your thoughts on that as well? Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four BGN Radio. Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee, Gouton, John Barchard, all here. It's good to Sam on a cell. What's up, Sam? Um, so I had a, a skiing. I had a uh, ACL tear and an MCL sprain, mm-hmm. and I had uh, Penn's fabulous surgeon to my ACL repair. And the one thing they stressed to me that they focused me on was I was an extremely compliant patient. They said you cannot exceed or lessen the rehab protocol that they put me on. Mm-hmm. And this March 1st, I was an avid good 4.0 tennis player. I missed the entire summer season. It was driving me nuts. And six months later, I got to October, and I was allowed to go out on a play court and just hit balls. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't turn. And all they stress is that you have been compliant, you're, you feel like you're ready, but your body takes time to heal. And I think that's what your doctors have been telling you about when. He can do everything perfectly, but the body needs enough time to heal. He's not going to be ready probably until the fourth or fifth game of the season, I think. Uh, well, and the difference, and I appreciate the call, Sam. I know it's different for uh, a lot of different people, but we're talking about I mean, the difference is, and I, I don't know how old Sam is, and I don't know. I mean, like, even for me, I know it would be tough recovery, but, you know, we've seen this before. We've seen Adrian Peterson. We've seen yeah. Terrell Owens. We've seen these guys, and it's kind of been like, is Carson Wentz, along with those one of those freak genetic uh, athletes that can recover a little faster and listen to his own body and do all those things? Uh, I get it, because any normal doctor would look at that and go, dude, don't do anything till January. This yeah. is You're not going to be there. I think it's different when you come back to an MVP quarterback that has proven already that he's he's ahead of schedule. 
Yeah. And that's the biggest difference, at least for me. I don't know, Trey, have you had any knee or ankle or anything, any ligament injuries? I, I wore knee braces. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I would, anytime we put on shoulder pads, I wore Don Joy knee braces. So, you know, just because I knew as an offensive lineman, that's some of the injuries that we always dealt with guys falling around on your knees. So, you know, I I just always, I had meniscus tears, but nothing that was as significant as his injury. Um, You know, I, I think when you look at what Wentz has been doing, though, he has pushed himself extremely hard. And, you know, you have around-the-clock doctors that are there to work with you. Um, the training staff is there to work with them, make sure that he's doing everything, rehabbing. He's get, probably using these oxygen chambers to sleep in and all of this <laughs> other stuff to kind of help with the, the with the recovery process of it. My only thing is, you know, and everybody was so hyped about him running around in bags and, you know, oh, it looks amazing. But then when I would watch him throw the ball and just see how he rotates on that left leg, you can see, even though as he should have been babying it a little bit, yeah. but you can see that that same rotation, that same zip isn't there yet, you know, just because that's the need that he's nursing right now. And that's the only concern that I have is just when you see him go reach back and make that throw. Most quarterbacks, they rotate a lot on that on that forward leg. And, you know, and that's the only thing that, you know, that kind of makes that I look at and just say, okay, man, I really want to make sure that he's good. You know, and hundred percent, hundred percent good to go, because I mean, you can hurt yourself just throwing the ball. Certainly, yeah. You know, yeah. with your foot getting planted Sneezing in, it can mess something up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's. Uh, you, you agree with that though, BLG? Like, it's you can't, you can't take this as like, hey, I I also tore my ACL, and therefore I know what Carson Wentz's body is at this point. <clears throat> Here's what I think about Carson Wentz: just watching him progress the way he did from the first OTA practice in late May to the last minicamp practice of mid-June. I mean, I just, again, I'm not an expert on this, obviously, when it comes to the medical stuff, but just looking at him, it just didn't seem to me like that's a guy who was going to need four games. I just, yeah. I can't, I can't see that. Like, he just, he looks so far ahead of schedule. He really does. Like, he looks, I mean, he's not ready to play right now, as yeah. you just said. He's yeah. not ready to play today. There's, there's still a lot of time left before the season starts in September, but I, I think he really is going to get there. And Trey, I had a question for you. It's not uh, about Carson Wentz, but did you tell Jordan Mailata to start wearing the knee braces? Yes, too? I did. Yeah. Because Remember? Yeah, he Don did. and they yeah. are, are there at practice one day, and we see, because <laughs> he originally wasn't wearing them, and then we see Jordan come out with that brace, and we look at each other, and we're like, Trey told me. Yeah, I, I tell every offensive lineman to wear knee braces. You know, well, I was listening to yeah, you. Yeah, I yeah. even told Jason Peters back, man, yeah. you need to put on some knee braces. Hey, no, nah, man, I don't need knee braces. All right, then you have a guy fall on your knee. You had knee surgery. Now you need a knee yeah. brace. Now you have to wear a knee brace, you yeah. know? So I, I tell every offensive lineman that I see out there, man, please wear knee braces. It will help your career. Uh, 888-729-9494. It's good. Our good friend Levi in Overbrook. What's up, Levi? Hey, let me just say this to you, John. Hey, hey, how you feel? I'm good, um, Levi. What's happening? It's not as much, man. I'm going to say this. It's um, the expectation this year. It's the same expectation he had before he got hurt to repeat as Super Bowl champions, okay? He wanted to be a Super Bowl champion, and it's the same it's the same expectation now. Win the Super Bowl championship. That's what he wants to do. That's why he's working so hard to get back. We can't cut it short. So Levi, days. that's what I'm saying. The expectation is if he if he doesn't go win the Super Bowl with his squad. With this Eagles team, you consider that uh, that is not successful. It's a failure if he doesn't go win the Super Bowl this year. 
Well, listen, aren't we trying to repeat? Aren't we Super Bowl champions? That's right. That's all yeah, true. I'm just well, I'm asking you the question. Levi, I'm just asking if that's the expectation. Like, go win another one. Otherwise, it's not a successful season. Uh, well, hey, ask him that. Hey, asking me. Ask the Carson Wentz that. Because that's what he's working for. You know, you guys, let me say this. Not especially just you guys, but a lot of guys in the media want to take a lot from Nick Foles about what he didn't do. Well, Nick did it. I want to see Carson do it now. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, that's what see, I want to see. Is, I'm telling you, this is going to. This Levi, is awesome. I, I, Hold on, I want to ask Levi. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Levi, what do you see this record? What do you see that record being this year? Listen, I said uh, starting before they even got all the new guys in, I had 10 wins. I said, I'm going, I'm going home. I'm going to go with 11 yeah, right like now that. until training camp starts. And I see what we really have on the field after everybody gets cut. And then I'll give you a number then because right now there's a lot of guys in there. A lot of guys are not going to make the team. I want to see what the final team is, and then I'll give you a number. But I'm going to start out with ten. Yeah, I like that, Levi. I like 10. that. I think ten or eleven is 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 right there. And plus, it's like I don't know. I think they've got a a great chance of at least trying to sweep the division again with all their starters in there, and they're not you know taking off the last uh, last game of the year versus Dallas. I like that a lot. Um, but this is this is the problem. This is why I'm asking it because. Trey, you've already said it. Levi said it now. People are thinking about it. Well, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, and Carson Wentz didn't. So it's going to be a thing, and that's going to frustrate the hell out of me. That uh, Like, Carson Wentz could have the, the same repeat season that he does and even, you know, extend it out and be healthy for 14 games into the season, fail in the playoffs as a team, and then go, well, I bet you if Nick Foles was in there, they probably would have won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. I bet you that's what happened because that's the amount of pressure now that is on a a, a guy that, I mean, honestly, is the is the reason why they got to the, where they did in the first place. And everybody, including Nick Foles, played their best football and rallied around that. And maybe that juice isn't there for the playoffs or whatever. So Carson's got to be that much better. No less coming off of an ACL, MCL, and tearing his IT band. Uh, I, I think it's going to be an issue for some people's expectations. Let's go to Jim in King of Pressure. What's up, Jim? Hey, hi, guys. It's always a pleasure listening to you guys. Appreciate All the right. call, Jim. Thanks, man. Listen, when my son was a sophomore in high school, the quarterback ahead of him had that same ACL injury. He had a cadaver ligament put in, and he rushed back, and he, and he popped it again. Yeah. And my son wound up starting junior and senior year in high school, and this kid played a little bit as a freshman in college. Those surgeries around the knee scare me, and I just, you know, I'm just worried that he's pushing himself too hard and comes back before the surgery takes hold and the body heals itself. Oh, I understand, Jim, and I think that's uh, everybody's concern. I appreciate the call here, Jim. That's what we were just talking about, though. Like, they're... He knows that. I mean, sure, just would Carson risk it maybe a little to get back on the field? I absolutely believe so. But I think the doctors and everybody else are pretty smart enough to go like, hey, man, you're you're not there yet. If he's not ready to go, he's not going to go. If he is ready to go, he will go. This isn't high school football, unfortunately. Like, there is yeah. a team of doctors. And Has anybody ever been misdiagnosed on the Eagles recently where they're just like, ah, go ahead and go out there anyway? I don't think you can... Well, the med- I mean, medical staff isn't as as rampant as it is in high school. They did make a lot of medical staff changes this offseason. Well, they did. Yeah, yeah, there were some <laughs> things that. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody right. got anybody, yeah, anybody got the insight to that? Trey? <laughs> no, no, okay. no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's go to Bob in Wilmington. Bob, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, listen, guys. How you doing today? Good. Man? All right. Hey, Trey, I love you. I don't want you to get mad at me when I say this, okay? <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I've been reading that Tampa may be thinking about cutting bait with Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, do you think maybe they would be interested in Nick Foles for maybe a number one and maybe a number three or a no- or whatever Howie can shake out of their pants? Um, <laughs> a one and three. I like that, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, he's a, he's a Super Bowl MVP, man. He's yep. a proven commodity. He's yeah. 30 years old. He's a great guy. Um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to have to pay Winston like $20 million next year. Um, and that's I think that's a gamble myself. I'm not sure I would take it. I don't know what Tampa Bay is thinking. But do you think that would be a viability that they might look to Nick Foles as their quarterback? That is definitely a possibility, you know. Uh, my 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 no brother there, Jameis Winston, just keeps, yeah. you know. Uh, well, your no brother, uh, Ronald Darby, too, needs to maybe stop hey, hanging out with man. Uh, yeah, you need to make some better decisions with <laughs> the yeah. people you bring uh-huh. hanging around. Sometimes, you know, putting you in these situations, but uh, that definitely is something that could happen, um, you know, because they're going to need a quarterback. And if you do step off. From Winston, you're going to have to bring somebody in and who better? Yeah. And, you know? and Bob, I'll, I'll share a little secret with you because it's just you and me and nobody's really listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> At the top. Yeah. Hey, Trey, you remember Wide Right? That was fun. Yeah, uh, a couple of those. We, I was around for a couple of those. Yeah. Bob, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob I'll, I'll, share, I'll share this with you. Uh, I, I think the Eagles were offered even something higher than 35 and still turned it down this offseason. Yeah. So, no, I, so I, I, I don't, I really think they are built and sucked into Nick Foles. Is this going to be the guy we know that we've, they've raised the insurance policy to, uh, to a pretty high number, and with Fitzpatrick being down there, I think they'll just call it a season, uh, roll with that, and then pick a new, a new QB uh, more than likely when they stink this year. But doesn't cut? I mean, Cutter or Cotter or whatever his name is. Yeah, down there, yeah. His, his head's on the chopping block. He got GM too. Yeah, everybody. Well, and, and and I'm surprised, and I appreciate the call, Bob. I'm surprised that they haven't let that front office go or make a change. I mean, it's been a disaster. It's I mean, the same yeah. guy who drafted a kicker in the second, traded up. <laughs> To draft a kicker in the second round. And now look at it. You had an opportunity, and I know Marcus Mariota isn't uh, the best quarterback in the world, but he's sustainable. He's not going to get in that type of trouble. He's you could have built an offense organization. around him. Exactly. The kicker went to Florida State, too, didn't he? Who's that? The kicker that they, they drafted? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah he was another Florida Arugo. State. Yeah, or whatever yeah. his name yeah, was. Man. Then he went to the Bears and they said the <laughs> yeah. goodbyes. Yeah, there we go, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Bring him back up. <laughs> Jack Fritz behind the glass doing a phenomenal job as always. <laughs> 888-729-9494. Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee Gowden, oh, John Barchard all here with you. When we get back, uh, along with Carson Wentz, we'll talk a little Nick Foles and Jordan Hicks and what their expectations are, plus get into some over and unders as well. 888-729-9494. Speed Gen Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This is Speed Gen Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. (laughs) 
know yeah, why. There Fritz, you go. There we go. Fritz is coming back with Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld. What's the deal with Jalen Mills? Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. It's BGN Radio right here on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. Trey Thomas, Bradley Gout, John Barchard, all here with you, and that's what we're kind of getting into a little bit uh, this afternoon as well. Like you know, it's uh, it's that time of the dead zone where we kind of just evaluate. What is on this squad? And uh, I, I, to me, I think people are going to be very upset with our opinions on Jalen Mills and the overrated, underrated. Uh, Trey Thomas, what do you think of of Jalen Mills <sighs> in that category? I think, or that, perfectly rated. There, that that is an option too. Well, I think he's a little overrated sometimes. You know, Ooh. just you know, I, I think he's a. That's all right. I, do I don't see him to be a shutdown corner. Yeah, I, I I don't think he is either. I think in this system, it's it's he's perfect for what they need and yeah. what Jim Schwartz likes. Obviously, as we we're discussing earlier, where you know he's just brought up out of the blue a lot of the time. But I I do think Jalen can be replaced at some point. I know Absolutely. we've been been feeling and saying that for a couple of years now, and not to say that uh, he hasn't played uh, really well in the past couple of years because he certainly has, but. There are there the faults are still there, and the fact that you know he's drafted in the seventh round and that he is where he is now, uh, I think is is great. But is there any chance that he gets bumped at all, uh, BLG, in your mind? Not this year, I don't think. I, don't, I think some people just assume Sidney Jones is just going to come in and either take his or Darby's spot, and I don't I don't see that happen right away. I think first of all, we already talked about how. Jim Schwartz loves Jalen Mills, yeah. so I don't think it's happening for that reason. And the other reason, look, I don't think Jalen Mills is a star, but I do think he's a at least a good starter. I do. And last year, he was quite literally a starter on a Super Bowl team. So, I mean, like yeah. we've seen him, uh, you know, he, he has this proven track record, and he's certainly a good player for where he came into this league. As a seventh-round pick who did not, you know, everyone thought he was kind of a steal for the Eagles, but still, yeah. you know, seventh-round pick, he had to work for everything he got, and... I think he's a pretty solid player for this team. So do you think he's rated perfectly? Or do you I think, think he's some a little people, under I think if you're thinking he's a number one or a star, and I think there's some people out there, he'd be overrated in that sense. But to me, I think he's just, you know, for the most part, properly rated. Yeah, I think he's, I, I think we're all kind of, kind of on the, 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 on the scale. Just, we're kind of on the, yeah, kind of sure. raised right where he needs to be. Yeah, I guess. Eh. And, a, and a little over, too, yeah, uh, at this point. Here's, a, here's another interesting one with, uh, uh, on, because I know we haven't seen him play here yet. Michael Bennett, underrated, overrated, perfectly rated for what this Eagles team needs at BLG. I think in this scheme, in this system, I think he's going to be, I think he's probably underrated now as as in terms of what people expect and everything because I think people look at what he did in Seattle and they might be like, oh, he's, you know, he's kind of getting older and he's kind of getting, he's not at that same level that he once was. I think in this system, giving him fewer snaps, dropping his snap total from something like 900 where it was last year to 500 or 600 this year, I think that makes a huge difference, and I think he's going to be really effective here. So I think he's going to be an underrated. Yeah, if the case goes well. Yeah. Down there, <laughs> assuming, like that, it should, yeah yes. assuming that everything goes well. Again. Yeah, if everything is good for Moses Bread, seven deuce, <laughs> that he'll, he'll be able to come back and do his thing. I think um, – he is an animal out there on the defensive line, and like you say, cutting down his reps should definitely keep him fresh. I think he's going to come out here and just really have a, a, a really good time and, and play well for this team. <laughs> 
Fritz? I think it's underrated how important he is at this moment because he's healthy. Definitely. He's yeah. healthy, and Brandon Graham's not healthy. Timmy Jernigan's not healthy. Yeah. You, know, you hope that Brandon Graham's healthy for the season. I think he will be. But, you know, in those NASCAR pack- packages you guys talk about all the time, Bennett would theoretically be inside and Graham be outside. I hope Michael Bennett's not overrated because I think he's really, really important to this team at this moment. Yeah, yeah. I right now, I, the only part where he, he might be is if they ask him to do a lot of that stuff early and be the starter on the defensive end. That's, you know, there's a as, as much as Seattle is trying to clear a lot of cap room, there is a reason why they decided that they had to kind of move on from him and he is getting older. I don't think he could have another sustainable year with the amount of snaps that he did. Mm-hmm. But if it's like Fritz is saying there and it is mixed in, then he will be underrated at that point because he's going to be he's going to be in the quarterback's face pretty much every single time uh, that there's a drop back, which is yeah. Im- important there. So uh, we've got Jalen kind of overrated. We've got, uh, what are we saying? Michael Bennett's underrated, underrated. depending on underrated. the situation. Underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 888-729-9494 who is over or underrated right now in your mind let's go to the other pass rusher Chris Long Chris Long underrated big time underrated yeah I think Chris Long might be the craftiest pass rusher that they have out there Uh, I'm a big fan of Chris Long I I, you know just as a player and also what he's doing off the field uh, you know, with just everything with his water boys and all of the other stuff that he has going on. But just on the field, I think that he is one of the craftiest pass rushers out there and is definitely a great mentor uh, for the younger guys that are coming in and teaching them how to set up their rushes and how to deal with different offensive linemen. BLG, Chris Long? Very underrated. I think just – I don't think people realize how much uh, he makes an impact off the bench. I mean, just look at the plays he made last year. Some of the some of the biggest plays of last year were by Chris Long. I mean, you look at the NFC Championship game. We all yeah. talk about Pat Patrick Robinson's interception return, but that was set up because Chris Long yeah. pressured Case Keenum and the Rams game when the Rams were you know uh, when the Eagles needed to get the ball back late in the game. It was Chris Long who strip sacked. Uh, Jared Goff there, so very important player, very underrated. Uh, and not only that, but, you know, and I don't know. And Trey, how much when when people say, you know, I've taken this guy under my wing or whatever, how much of that is really true in a, in a locker room? Like if Chris Long is taking, uh, you know, Derek Barnett and teaching him the ways and doing all that, how much is, does that actually happen and how much does people – you know, uh, absorb that information, I guess, from vets like him? Well, it definitely does happen because you, you can even tell – Wins, I think, against the Rams game and also against um uh against the uh, Chargers, where there was a hand signal that he gave to Bennett or uh, Barnett, and he told him, "Okay, I need you to bull rush, and I'm going to run the high loops." Where he's telling him, "I need you to put pressure in his face, and that's going to make the quarterback flush out, and then I'm going to come around the, the the high side and get the strike the sack fumble." So you could tell like he's starting to work some of that stuff in there and then trying to teach the kid how to use your hands. Because when you have young DNs that come into the game, they automatically think that all I have to do is just outrun the guy. I'm, I'm fast enough to get there. But Chris Long has been around the game long enough to understand that you have to force a reaction out of that offensive lineman and then have a plan to counteract it. And you can see that in his pass rush and you can see – 
he starting to you can see that happening with Barnett as well, where he's starting to implement some of that. And I remember when Derek Barnett got his first sack last year because it took him a little bit; it didn't come yeah. instantly. Yeah. Chris Long was the first guy to come up and give him a hug. Yeah, that that speaks about their relationship. Bonus points if you remember which game that was. What did the Washington game? Yes, sir. Monday Night Football. Okay. There you yeah. go. Eight 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 seven two nine ninety four ninety four. Who in your mind right now is? Overrated, underrated coming into the season. Jack Fritz, thank you for producing the first hour. We've got uh, Moshe Kravitz coming in to join us. Trey Thomas, Brandley Gout, and John Barchard all here. It's BGN Radio, Sports Radio 94 WIP. 94 WIP FM HD1 Philadelphia. From the Tasty Cake Studios, this is BGN Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is BGN Radio on a very hot Saturday afternoon, 888-729-9494. Right here at Sports Radio 94 WIP. Trey Thomas, Brandon Lee Gowton, editor-in-chief of BleedingGreenNation.com, and John Barchard all here with you till 3 o'clock. Uh, Moshe Kravitz now takes over behind the glass. We're uh, we're doing a lot of overrated, underrated in terms of this Eagles roster, but I want to go back to success uh, because we talked about it earlier in the show. Nigel Bradham's not going to be here as your starting Sam linebacker for the first game, which means there's going to be a lot of pressure on Jordan Hicks, which has kind of gone this weird space of underrated, overrated his entire career. I think when he first came in, uh, everybody did the, who is this? Please Google him when he was drafted. Uh, then, <laughs> then was responsible for basically ending Tony Romo's career. Uh, and uh, then, uh, you know, just the, the, his college Injury proneness kind of followed him along here. He feels really confident about this season. We all know that. How would you rate Jordan Hicks right now, BLG? And like, what is it? What is going to be successful for him this season? I'm going to say Jordan Hicks is very underrated. Yes. Okay. I think you scared underrated. me for a second. Yes. So do I. I, I think because it, it kind of, look, I know he has injury issues in the NFL, dating back to college. It's a problem. I'm not going to deny that. But people talk about him sometimes. Like the way I see people talk about him, it's like, well, he's just going to get hurt. And maybe. But I think we don't give enough credit to how really good he has been when he has been healthy. I mean, I was thinking back to last year uh, when, or 2016, when he did play all 16 games, by the way. So it's not like something that's never been done before. <laughs> right. And he was posting like Hall of Fame on pace to be Hall of Fame numbers in terms of the the pass deflections and the forced fumbles and the the interceptions. He already has seven interceptions in uh, just three seasons here. Like This guy is really talented, and he's not fully ready to play yet. He was only doing – he was kind of limited in spring drills here, but I think he should be ready for the season. And I think if he is back and he is healthy, I think that makes a huge difference for this defense, not only because of him and his impact directly – but he is the quarterback of this defense when he's on the field and when he's healthy, and he can line these guys up. So I'm really excited to actually see what he has this year in a contract year. It's a make-or-break year for him. Trey? Uh, I'm going to go with on the rated as well. Um, just because, I mean, like you said, so much that he means to this defense, being the quarterback, you know, he does a really good job of uh, getting everybody lined up, and he makes plays. Now, <clears throat> at times, at that middle linebacker position, though, man, I I just I I like a different type of style the of middle school, linebacker. Right? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I've always said that you know Jeremiah Trotter, man, yeah. the X man, was the prototypical 
type style of middle linebacker that I like to see, you know. But Jordan Hicks is extremely athletic, does a really good job of controlling his defense, and he makes a lot of good plays. So I do, I do think he's underrated, and, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing him come back in and do some things. Do you think that's because the linebacker position is kind of changing, evolving, and not necessarily devalued in some ways, but kind of the uh, – I mean, you still need your bangers. You still, yeah. I mean, Nigel Bradham is that guy. I think Jordan Hicks is that guy. Yeah. Uh, in, in some cases, but he also, I think he's really underrated in his coverage skills too. Yeah. And when once you're, you know, trying to get to that uh, will side linebacker that will debate for the next, you know, couple of months here of who should and who shouldn't be there, mm-hmm. I think it's just be. It's, I don't know. I he to me like Trot wouldn't be as as good now in today's NFL yeah. as he was back. Yeah. Then. Probably I don't know. Not. You know, <laughs> not, I'm not, I don't, I'm not I'm trying still to say like anything bad about linebacker. Yeah, I mean, of I course. somebody at the middle linebacker, you just look at him and you get scared. Like a like a Luke Keekley, right? Like that's kind of, yeah. that's a rarity now in the NFL yeah, you know, uh, to me. Like the sideline to sideline and, yeah. and a banger and be able to cover and yeah. do all that and stuff. Now it's, it's sideline to sideline. You need everybody that can cover. You need guys that, you know. Try was look. I'm coming to kill everybody downhill. <laughs> yes. That's anybody that has the ball. I'm coming to take your head off, and that's what I want to do. And that, that and and that's how he played the game. And you know, and and that's the type of linebacker that you know. When I think middle linebacker, that's what I look at. You know, but I think Jordan Hicks is extremely talented. He does a really good job out there. Extremely athletic. Uh, like you said, and now just because the game evolves, you know, you, you that you have to be able to cover, you have to be mm-hmm. able to do all of those other things, and I think Jordan fits that perfectly for sure. And yeah. that's why I'm kind of I'm more on BLG side. I think that it, he is severely underrated in what he does, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, I think that's gotten lost a little bit. Obviously, when somebody's not on the field, uh, it's different. But his name doesn't really come up as much as like. Oh, just look at this MVP roster that's on IR. Usually, always goes to you yeah. know Wentz and Jason yeah, Peterson, yeah, Sproles, and yeah. all that. And everybody's like, "Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why yeah. isn't Jordan Hicks one of the first name that's on there?" So for me, I guess success for him would honestly, it's it's just continue doing what he's doing and just do it for sixteen games, just stay healthy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, imagine thinking back to what you just said there, John. Like, imagine if he was healthy for the Super Bowl, hmm. and you're talking about this defense that gave over 500 yards and couldn't cover Gronk. Put Jordan Hicks on Gronk. He can yeah. do that. Like that's the guy who can do that. And we're talking about linebackers here in the new NFL. I mean, they are literally taking like Nate Gary, a former college safety, yeah. and even Kamu Grujay Hill, a gun of their former college safety, and they're putting these guys at linebacker. Malcolm Jenkins last year played a lot of linebacker. Yeah. They put him in the box and he was down there because he had to. Jordan mm-hmm. Hicks was hurt and they had injuries there. So we're kind of seeing that. And Schwartz has even talked about that. He he's been talking about how like, you know, it's it's not like it used to be where you had the uh the the bigger guy in there. You're looking for these smaller guys now. Yeah. Marsha Kravitz, your thoughts on Jordan Hicks. I, I also got to agree underrated and BLG hit on the biggest part of it and why he's so important to this Eagles defense, but people don't notice quarterbacking the defense. There were several weeks last season where Nigel Bradham was running around trying to get Joe Walker and the rest of the the replacements in place. It even impacted the secondary at times. You lose Jordan Hicks, the entire defense falls into disarray. They eventually recovered, but without Jordan Hicks, the defense takes a step back. Yeah, uh, and that's what we kind of all thought after that Washington game where him and Jason uh, Jason Peters all go down your Trying to think of what's going to happen, and you're like, "All right, Carson, you got to take the, take it the rest of the way here." And uh, everybody else kind of stepped up around that. Uh, with that, I guess I know I, I even hesitate to even go in this because I know BLG is going to throw the microphone all over the place. But <laughs> you know, what is what's going to be successful 
for Nick Foles this season? And is he overrated or is he underrated coming into this season? It's hard to like. I think if you have the 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 best perspective on Nick, where he came in, he did his job, he played his ass off for two games at a at a career high level. I mean, the third and fourth down numbers during the playoff runs were phenomenal. I would say if you have him in that box, he's perfectly rated. I don't think he's over or underrated. Uh, but I don't know what people are are asking of him. If Wentz does go down again, like, do you think that? You know, he can just magically kind of do that again. Trey, do you think Nick Foles is, is overrated or underrated? I think he's an underrated person. I think he's an overrated Let's go to quarterback first. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anyone is, and I've heard this, so it is being said that if like Carson just can't even play this year or, or Carson has to miss a significant amount of time, that if Nick Foles can play just the whole season, he has proved that he can lead you to the Super Bowl. If he has to play like a lot of the season, and I just if that's the case, I think he's being overrated. If we're saying that we know for sure that he has to play like a sixteen game season and he can still get us to the Super Bowl, I think no way, no, no, it's he a, can't. I don't no. think so either. Then he, he hasn't proved that because that's what backups do. They should play, be able to play well in short stints, in four games, in six games, in. You know, how, however many games that a, a normal backup quarterback should be, but even just a, across the league worldwide, like the timing of when Wentz went down ended up being like, okay, great, because it is it is just a short amount of games to go and get the Super Bowl, even though I, I even highly doubted that they would do that. Uh, Trey, overrated, <sighs> underrated, Nick Foles. Man, all right, let's see. Um, I just couldn't have Nick Foles give me Oakland Nick Foles. Or Dallas Nick Foles. I can't have Oakland and first first quarter Dallas Nick Foles. Uh, Give me Minnesota Nick Foles. Give me, you know, Atlanta Atlanta was a little. I'll take Atlanta. Atlanta's fine. Uh, Give me a a pretty decent half of football. Yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) I, I, I need, you know. I need Super Bowl Nick Foles, you know, for the rest of the season. And I think he knows that that's the level that he'll have to play going into this season if yeah. he has to step out there on the field just because everybody's looking at him. I mean, you're the Super Bowl MVP. You know, you just had your book released, you know, and everything, yeah. which I need to get a copy of. I As I, do I. I don't and it's going to charity. Going. So, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, get a copy of the book. But uh, I think that – let's see. Let me, you ask, let me answer the question. Uh, I'm going to go – I think Foles is rated right where he needs to be. Um, he can step in and and give you what he what 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 you need to get you through these games. Also, if he had to start, and if we had to go sixteen games, I would hope that Doug would tailor the game plan to suit his athletic abilities. <laughs> I don't know. That is a that is a very uh, yes. I love that. I love that PC after coming out of yeah, Trey right. Thomas. Yeah. Well, and that's what they did though. I mean, that's yeah. they ran their. They, it went from hey, nothing's going to change to be like okay, Nick, please tell us what you want to do. Yes, and you know that's what smart coaches do, and they exactly. did all that, and uh, it it went that way. But do this is I, I don't see how you could do that for thirteen games, ten games, nine games. Right. I, I just don't see how you could go and do that. Uh, and that's that's the issue for me. So how do, how are we? And it's it's a weird what if because you got to say well if Nick Foles just sits on the bench then he's successful and he's there and he's doing that but what what is what how are we going to define his success this year? But what causes the question when it comes to Nick Foles? Is it just that his mobility, or 
do you believe that he has the arm talent to to lead the team? I think he's got the arm talent to do it, to be good enough to 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 lead that team. But it's, it's just the inconsistency, yeah, and it's so thing. all over the place. Like uh, it's I, high highs and very low lows, right? Yeah. And and it, I don't think it is all just you know even leading up to the Super Bowl and discussing and even you know Nate Studfeld was brought up in conversation, not as like <laughs> yeah. hey should you consider it, but. We know now that the, the the Eagles even went to Nick Foles and being like, "Hey, man, what do we what do we got to do here?" Because mm-hmm. this wasn't, and he had admitted himself, it wasn't because of cold weather, it wasn't because of anything else. It was just trying to find his his kind of rhythm there. But I, I that's what I mean. How how do you get Nick Foles to be that calm, cool, and collected in the the highest pressure games ever, except when he's going to play like you know Tampa Bay down in down in Florida week two? Mm-hmm. How do how do how does the same thing go out? And do that. You know, like, I, I don't know how he turns that switch on and off. Uh, I think that his confidence level is extremely high right now. I think that he can really he really believes in what he can do as an athlete. Uh, even with leading this team, I think going out and winning this Super Bowl really has boosted his confidence and also his role as in being able to rally these, rally these guys together and they'll go out and play for him just because they know that he has already taken them to the ultimate mm-hmm. stage and won. And just go back and, and do it again. And just go do it again. <laughs> 888-729-9494. Nick Foles, underrated, overrated in your mind, and what uh, can you define as as kind of his success going around? Here's another one, too, that has been, uh, been batted around for a while, and uh, I'm going to start with you, BLG. Ronald Darby, even though we told him he's got to find new friends. Because uh, yeah. you shouldn't be Definitely hanging out with Jim. Get new friends. Get yeah. new friends. Uh, but I, what's your impression of, of Ronald Darby coming into the season? Because he's another guy that's on our list that could have a huge year. Not only his bank account, but uh, you know that's that's when you have uh, uh, the champagne problems, as we call it, of having too many good corners and nowhere to put them. What do you think of Ronald Darby coming into the season? I think people are kind of all over the place on Ronald Darby. I think some people look at him last year from, say, the the second Giants game or even the Super Bowl, and they're like, oh, this guy, he sucks. He can't cover anyone. He's, he's totally not good. I think others, maybe such as myself, look at how he came in late in training camp, and then he got hurt in week one, and we all thought, I, don't, I, I had no expectation he was going to be back. That injury yeah. looked very bad in week mm-hmm. one. He fractured his ankle. Uh, and or whatever it was, and it looked really bad in any case. And he was out for a considerable amount of time. He was able to come back, but it's he still didn't have that time to really get adjusted to the system. He had only joined the team in August in the first place, so I think it's kind of hard to really expect him to have this kind of just awesome season on such short time in the scheme and and having to deal with the injury and all of that. And even with all that said, I still don't think he was really that bad. I mean, he's, he again, yeah. he made some big plays. Yeah. He had that interception late in the Raiders game. 58 which, seconds left on the clock. Which sealed the, uh, the number one seed. Let's clinch the number one seed overall. I feel like that doesn't get talked about a lot. He forced an interception in the Vikings game. They're already up, but still, he almost, and this to me, I feel like if this one play was different, then a lot of people would think differently about Ronald Darby. If he had only picked off Tom Brady on that final Hail Mary <laughs> drive. It didn't matter because obviously, you know, the Hail Mary was incomplete. But right. if he had just picked off that pass and he had ran it back, I think that would have been the perfect way to end the Super Bowl with, mm. with a pick six there. Mm-hmm. I, I just think people kind of got to lay off him a little bit. And I think let's see how he does this year. And I think he's going to pleasantly surprise some of his doubters. 
Uh, and even coming into it, you can tell that he's really focused on doing that. I mean, so far, OTA's minicamp has been pretty impressive for him. But Trey, what do you think? Overrated, underrated? Uh, on uh, Ronald Darby here. I think underrated. I think that he can he can definitely play. Uh, just coming in, you know, you have like everything that BLG just said, man. I think that's something that uh he that has to be accounted for, and um I think that he can come out here and play this game. It, it'll be interesting to see second year under the system, um, which I think helps for sure. Yeah, definitely yeah. helps. Um, and then you can just take it from there. Yeah, because it's so weird how we just what was that August uh. 30th or something like that. It was really deep into like middle August. Middle August. Yeah, still, that makes more sense. There's still some preseason because they played the Bills like a couple days That's after right. they traded. Yeah. Uh, and then that happened and you just kind of put into the fire. You're automatically the best corner in training camp at that point. Everybody agreed. And then all of a sudden you're there for week one. Uh, and then you're lost for, what was it, five weeks, six weeks? He didn't come back to the Dallas game. So yeah. that was about like 10 or so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, and he played well in that Dallas game, too. Yeah, that was great. He Had shut an down Des Bryant. That's I mean, right. that's, maybe that doesn't say a lot. Des Bryant still <laughs> unemployed, but... Yeah, man. That's kind of amazing how that's going on now, too, right? Like, uh, the there's there's actual rumors and things that Des might walk himself with his tail between his legs and taking a, an awful deal with the Cowboys, uh, <laughs> which would be hilarious. Uh, I, I would love uh, every part of that, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with uh, with this secondary as uh, and I think Ronald Darby's going to have a huge year. I I think he stays. I don't think he ends up getting traded. Uh, I know that's been a rumored for a while this time, but BLG since people have asked about that, do you think Howie makes one more move before you know the, the same kind of timeline? Sometime in August, they're going to look at what they have in a in a plethora of, and maybe it is in the secondary. Do you think it's as high level as a guy like the ship out Ronald Darby or do you think it's like well you know we don't need we don't need Devontae Bosby here so let's go get another linebacker in the meantime or something like that by move you mean trade yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean why wouldn't you think that Howie Roseman literally trades like almost twice as much as the next Mm -hmm. GM in this league he he makes deals all the time and when you think about how many moves just overall the Eagles made late into the year last year Darby um, they traded for Dexter McDougal. I mean, he didn't. He only was on the team for half of the season, but still, like he makes moves all the time. Uh, Corey Graham was. They signed him in training camp. Garrett Blunt was after the draft. Like they make a lot of moves after the primary time is when everyone thinks in draft and free agency. So I wouldn't rule that out. And and Dave Spadaro, our good friend, always here, listen to spuds, dropping hints when he knows things. Mm-hmm. He keeps saying to watch out for corner. And watch out for defensive end. They have a lot of depth at those positions. Mm-hmm. I feel like this roster, we always talk about how this roster is really good and there's a lot of depth on it. Well, the advantage, the plus side of that is that you might be able to trade some of those guys when it comes down to final cuts or before that. And you might be able to get some of these picks for those guys who aren't really going to have a place on this team. Yeah, certainly. And that's, uh, that's, uh, it, it, what do you, have you talked to Spuds lately, Trey? Have you gotten in his ear and, you know, Gotten into that, uh, he controls the the wall of fame, right? Did you make the case to him at all? Yeah, I just went and talked to him. I was like, listen, <laughs> Spuds, you know, I've done my two years of probation. You know, now that, that chip is gone, you know, I, I did my time. You know, now you guys let, let me in. 
And, uh, and, and what? Is it positive he, signs? Yeah, well, he laughed and then walked off. And then I kind of was like, all right, wait a minute. Where, where does that leave us? You know, I'm not that's sure. A, yeah, a, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't tell me Spuds gave you the... Is that a yay or nay? Like, what, what, <laughs> I don't know where we'll we call are. you, bud. Yeah. We'll call you. Is like, one oh, of those? Yeah. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Trey, you're so funny. And then he walked off. And I was like, uh, okay. So. Yeah, yeah, so. Well, uh, I guess we got to make we got to start the campaign right now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Just, everybody, okay, every, we'll uh, we'll we'll get Spuds's email and we'll tweet it out and we'll just say <laughs> subject line. Please put Trey Thomas on yeah. the on the wall of fame. Yeah, it's it's man, time. Let's man. do something, man. Yeah. You know? I did my time. <laughs> Chip is gone. Chip man. is it's gone. Right. That's right. What do you think? You uh, are you rooting for? Are you rooting for or against Chip at UCLA? You know what, man? I. I <laughs> You know, it pisses me off though, because I could still been coaching. But uh, you know, but, you know, I, I I wish no ill on no one, man. I hope he does a good job out there. I think he's a better college coach than a professional coach, so mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll do well. Okay, That's yeah. a, I, I, I can get down with that. That's yeah. good. See yeah. that very diplomatic Trey Thomas. So yeah. get him on the wall, wall of fame, buds. Yeah, 888-729-9494. Uh, when we get back, we will change it up from a little Eagles talk because hey, uh, we're we're all not blind here. NBA free agency. Uh, starts tomorrow. There's a lot of things that are and aren't floating out there, so we want to get your opinion on uh, some Sixer stuff and whether or not you will be disappointed, not disappointed, if they don't come away with the big fish here. It's BGN Radio, Trey Thomas, Brandon Gowden, I'm John Barchard, Motion Kravitz, Behind the Glass, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.